Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. And today I have got another great special guest for you. It's Hayley Lofennel, who's speaking to me from miles away over the other side of the world, who has agreed to come on and talk to us about her work with spirit and her journey. Hi, Hayley. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. We're excited to have you and hear your story. Now, you got in contact with me when I was asking for spirit stories, but I thought as as you actually work as a medium, I would dedicate a whole episode just to you. How nice is that? Um, And we would talk a little bit about it. So tell us about your first experience with the spirit world. How did you get started? Oh, sure. Well, I got started, my very first experiences were when I was little, but I didn't think of psychic mediumship as a job. I didn't think that that was a possibility, Um, but I definitely have always been connected, though I only know that now looking back. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, It's funny, like all of the little stories that just have started to flood into my mind and like, oh, that was you know, seeing spirit or hearing spirit or being connected. But 
The most prominent one that really stands out to me is I come from an abusive and toxic childhood. And when I was little, I used to always wonder like how worth it it was or what life was going to be like and not so sure of what my path was going to be. Um, and unfortunately, it wasn't like a very down part of my life. And I just kept asking myself, gosh, like what's going on or is this even worth it? And I kept hearing this voice that was not mine um, say, telling me to keep going. So mm -hmm. keep going. It gets better. And it was just very adamant especially the part it gets better. And then I would ask, well, when, when does it get better? Um, and I always got the same answer when you're old enough to leave home, when you leave home, it will get better. And then sure enough, I was 18 and I left home. Um, and I had some of my first experiences, not worrying about what was going on at home and my world perspective shifted and things got better, like a lot better. And then I continued to have some other small spiritual experiences um, but it wasn't until I decided to become a psychic medium that I look back on those moments and think, wow, that wasn't just me. That was my guides speaking to me through me, mm -hmm. uh, me. I mean, I kind of believe that we're a part of that too. Like we yeah. have that same intuition at the time. It sounded like a voice that's other than mine. I now talk to myself and my guides and it sounds more like me. Well, they probably needed it to sound different. So you believe. Yeah. Was it was it always the same voice? Did it change? It was always the same voice. And I kind of want to say voice with quotation marks because it was more of like a knowing in my head. Yeah. It wasn't so audible outside of myself, but it was in my head and in a different pattern than maybe I would relate to my own thoughts. I love it. Um, and do you believe that that voice saved you helped you got you to where you are now do you what do you think your life would have looked like if you hadn't heard it yeah I for sure I think that that voice saved me yeah, yeah. I think it got me through some of the darkest times and has brought me to where I am now I'm yeah really truly love it <laughs> yeah, and you so did. you're 18 you escape you leave home you manage to survive I mean 18 years is a long time to be in that situation so I'm I'm not surprised that spirit pulled out all the stops to communicate with you and of course I think they do that for lots of people it's just whether you're actually able to hear it or not and, and communicate with it so thank goodness that you could you leave home 18 there's this whole world out there you go thank goodness for that maybe another word in there instead of goodness and you're out there how do you become a medium what how does that unfold for you? It took me some time, actually. I I think I gained more perspective about what my own personal ideas of spirituality were after I left home. Um, I was raised Episcopalian, but didn't resonate with that totally. And then I left home and I just started to really come up with what I wanted for myself. Um, and I think that helped a little bit. But then I got into the art world and I was an artist for quite some time and um, successful for where I was at for a young artist. Um, and then I had my two kids and I had this moment after my second child was born where everything just shut down. I didn't have any interest in art. I couldn't. I was a, a visual uh, multimedia artist. And so I worked a lot with photography and graphic design and I just couldn't get into it at all. And so I turned to 
what I had harnessed in at that point as my own spirituality and what I call the universe. I turned to the universe and said, okay, well, what will you have me do? If it's not being an artist, which is already a dream job, then what is it? Um, And I kept getting signs from all over the place to go into psychic mediumship. And I thought it was crazy. I was like, there's like, how is that a job? What is this? Who are these who are the types of people that do this? But then the universe just kept showing me, well, anyone, anyone can do it. Anyone has this ability. You just have to choose to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it took about a year and a half. But by the time I turned 33, I was like, okay, I'm done. Like I'm, I'm a psychic medium and this is what I'm going to do. And it took me choosing to do it, uh, to be it, if that makes sense. I love this. It's really interesting because before I came on to record with you, I had a spiritual assessment with a client and I was talking to her about she's been in development for ages and ages and ages and ages. And now she's just hit that limit of what she can do with her mediumship until she steps up and says, right, I'm going to do the work, the work now, not the the learning work, but the actual work and be a professional medium. And they kept saying, you know, this you've got to do it because nothing's going to happen until you do. So that kind of ties in with what you're saying. You have to step into that zone to accept yeah. the energy and the upgrades and the information. Yeah. So did you did you study? How did you develop in that year and a half? I did. I did. Um, so I was lucky enough that there's a local teacher here in Charleston. Her name's Carol Cottrell. Um, and she's wonderful and she really changed my perspective of how to work in this world. Um, and I love the way that she viewed it and she was a great jumping off point. Um, so I was with her for a while and I was also with Tony Stockwell and a few other teachers, but the, the two of them, um, were, were great in kind of expanding my view of what psychic mediumship could be. Yeah. And so I've trained with them and then I trained with Tony for trance work. And right now I'm still, uh, working with Tony. So trance, let's talk about trance. For those people that don't know, what would you describe trance as? Oh, sure. So for me, and I think it's different for everyone, but for me, it's like a really deep blend with spirit. Um, So when I go into trance or when I give readings, lots of people will notice that I almost close my eyes throughout the whole reading. It's kind of like I can't help it, but it just helps me blend a little bit deeper with spirit. I tend to kind of feel them within my own body. And sometimes if I'm in a really light trance, they'll just have me kind of sit a certain way or do certain hand gestures that they would have done in life. Um, help It helps me feel into their personality, who they were in life. Um, and then a deeper level of trance for me would be where I really let go of all mindfulness and really let them communicate through me. And sometimes they talk through me, sometimes they don't, but they're able to send messages or healing or communicate with my sitter or the people I'm with uh, uh, through me in any way that is best for them. Amazing. So you can do trance where you are uh, moving into that deep blend with somebody's loved one in the spirit world, their spirit guides. Does it just depend who steps in or... Yeah, I'd say my specialty is, um, or where where I find my gifts are, 
is uh, those who have passed away. So sometimes I'll get guided messages through that. But I'm um, my belief is, and my experiences as well as as most people who are psychic mediums, that those who have passed away also kind of see, hear, and know everything we need to hear today. And so sometimes I feel like our loved ones have moved into the spot where they act as guides for us. Um, and when I feel that happen, I'll always share with someone, okay, like your loved one who was who you know physically from life has now moved on and they're also acting as guide for you. Um, But I tend to stay there. Uh, Very rarely do I ever connect in with someone's guide that they've never met before in life. Mm -hmm. Okay. So evidential, but trance evidential, which is pretty cool. And so that lovely blend. So, and it's that communication, isn't it? Of sitting in that energy and being in the presence of your loved one again and receiving that healing. So all pretty amazing. So talk to me about your personal development from working with spirit. What has changed for for Haley from obviously who you were before you started this work to who you are now? Oh, yeah. Great question. So I feel like before I started, I thought that psychic medium work was going to be, I don't know, maybe more like that image that you have from the movies or television. And I was maybe asking for something more predominant to happen. Like, okay, like I want to see spirit while I'm sitting with this person. And and very quickly, I realized, oh, no, it's more about how deep can I trust myself that anything that's coming into my energetic field or anything that's coming into my mind is really for the sitter in front of me and isn't for me. And it's and if we want it to be easy, if we want mediumship to be easy, then it's almost like we have to integrate it into everyday life. It's not going to be some sort of phenomenon all the time. It's going to be, well, you can just sit with someone and trust that what you're saying is going to be for them. And they're, you know, it takes practice to differentiate my own ego or my own thoughts when I'm sitting with someone. Um, But the more I do it and the more I trust, the more I'm able to give those messages to them. But it feels very much the same as my own thoughts, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, I love this. So um, talking about phenomena and expecting to see the physical, I mean, you know, you've listened to this podcast, you know, that that was me watching growing up growing watching ghost whisperer and medium and being like right when am I going to see them when am I going to see the dead people where's are they I want them now and and learning the hard way that it was not a level that I needed to get to in my mediumship it's just not how it works most of the time but you are yourself aren't you starting a podcast house guest tell us a bit about what that's going to be about Oh, sure. I'm excited. I I just, um, so it's called House Guest and I'm based in Charleston, South Carolina, and we're rich in history and there's lots of old mansions and buildings and jails here um, that are, I'm using like air quotes, haunted. Um, and I just have a different perspective on what haunted means, especially now doing what I do. Um So the idea is uh, I'll be giving some readings and some will just be over Zoom and you'll be able to hear the audio from them. But some will be in these haunted places um, and giving readings to particular people who are going to meet me there. Uh, But layered on top of that is also the idea that I'm going to share the perspective of what haunted really means, which in my experience now is sometimes we'll have spirits come to us and they'll give us information as to who they were in the past 
or what we know of them. And it can feel fearful at first. And then I always like to give this reminder that if it feels fearful, it's really just coming from our ego and our perspective hasn't shifted yet. But if we can shift our perspective, then that spirit is gonna be able to move into the greater, grander, more supportive and loving messages that they actually have for us. And so, for example, if we're in the old Charleston City County Jail and we feel a spirit coming in and it kind of feels ominous, we might think of it that way just because that's where our mind is at Mm -hmm. at the moment. Um, And as soon as we're like, okay, well, what we know about the spirits here are the hard times that they went through. So they're sharing that information with us so we can connect in with them. And then we can shift into who they really were and who they are now in spirit. And they're going to have so much more to share with us that's going to help us on our path and with our own clarity that if we just open our hearts enough and we open our minds enough, we're going to be so thankful that we're able to connect in with them, even in a strange place like that. I love it. So for real clarity, do you believe in ghosts? There's a question. Yeah, sure. I believe in ghosts. I think I use that like ghost spirit kind of interchangeably. Uh, Do I believe in like hauntings? Not so much, not in the way that people traditionally believe in it. Though I do believe sometimes we allow ourselves to be haunted. Sometimes maybe we, that perspective, we're holding on to it for a reason, or it's all we have so far. We haven't quite learned how to shift out of that for some reason. And it's okay to be in that. There's no judgment. It's okay to be in that place for as long as you need, or to even put up a boundary and say, it's not for me, please don't connect in with me. Um, but yeah, I think, I think maybe feeling haunted or accepting a place as haunted is a choice. Agreed. Cause I can't think of anything. I mean, we know, don't we, that spirit are so, I mean, just so much more than we give them credit for in our human perspective of them. You can't imagine the wondrous intelligence of the spirit world, allowing someone to be trapped somewhere for hundreds of years. But equally, I've had some fantastic experiences in historic places, walking with spirits that have a connection to it. I walked around a garden of a stately home once with the gardener who was telling me about how it all used to look. And then I found some old pictures of it in the museum and it was everything he'd been telling me. And it was, like you say, so filled with love and so filled with knowledge and connection to the earth, but magic. But he wasn't there going, whoa. You know, he was like, I used to have some hedges here and it looked like this and it was just really cool. So I love that you're doing that because I think it's really needed. Yeah. 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 Go on. I don't know if it's like a haunting of a place, but more of like a loving of a place, like a place that they loved or just a way for them, a starting point for them to connect in with you is all they need. And I think as well. It's understandable that when we have lost people in spirit, um, we want to communicate. You know, I started this journey from communicating with my loved ones that I'd lost. But as you go down the development path, you realize that that can also be quite limiting and that there is this whole rich tapestry of amazing energies out there that you can communicate with. So using the space to call them in because they've got a connection to it is fabulous. If you ever want to come to the UK, you can come and do my house. My house is old. That'd be so fun. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Done. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I completely get that. I was watching the Squamish Medium. She had a... Uh, real or talk she was doing for her podcast I think uh, recently which was imagine a haunting show but imagine it with beautiful music rather than you know scary beat of heart the heartbeat but just imagine it with a loving beautiful music in the background so this sounds like an amazing adventure I can't wait to listen to it and see what you do oh thank you thank you so much you're going to have to tread that careful line, aren't you, with people who invite you to spaces because they believe that it's haunted? Because it's always a difficult thing when people really have that belief system that it is something out to get them. And you're just like, no, it's your nan. <laughs> She's yeah, just like- saying, hey, <laughs> like it's it's hard for people to open up to that, isn't it? Yeah, or even for people sometimes um, to connect in with someone that maybe they didn't get along with in life or had tension with in life. Um I mean, when I was first starting out and wanting to connect in with my loved ones, of course, I'm going to pick the comfortable ones, the ones that, you know, my loving grandma and grandfather who would never hurt me. Um, But it took me some time to connect in with some of the other people, some of my other relatives who have passed away, who I didn't have a great relationship in life. But man, are their messages the best to hear? Because I feel like they now have such a perspective, not only of who they were in life, but also almost like how to avoid people who are like them. They're like, ooh, stay away from that person because it's kind of like um, kind of like who I was at this age or something. And they mean it in a loving way. Um, and so I love, I love sharing that perspective with people. Um that really our loved ones, even even the ones that we have troublesome relationships with, truly are different on the other side and yeah. really see, hear, and know it all. Yeah, definitely. And that's very healing, isn't it? Very, very healing. If you're able to just even receive a word from somebody that has caused you harm here, it's very healing for everybody, even if you can just take their sorry and nothing else from them. Um amazing I love it I love it this sounds like it's going to be really really good fun um, and I can't wait to hear your experiences around the places and of course there'll be some lovely validations you'll be able to get if you're getting spirits in with information that you'll be able to check later and yeah this is this is bringing out all my history buff as well you're going to have a great time what fun I love it I love it mm-hmm. so um in all your work with the spirit world and everything like that I'm going to What do I want to ask you first? I've got so many questions bubbling away here. Let's go with this one. What would you suggest to somebody who's starting their journey? What's your your number one tip for a developing medium? 
Oh gosh. I'm going to say to not be afraid to be wrong. Just to, yeah, I think the more willing you are to trust yourself and the, the quicker you can attain that trust. And then even when you're wrong, it's, there's such good lessons in that. It's like, Ooh, like I can see why that bit of information I gave wasn't quite right. Where could I have uh, gone better? How did that feel in my body or in my mind? Or how did I visualize it or see it or hear it? Um, and why is that coming from my ego instead of from a heart opened reading for my sitter? So mm-hmm. yeah, just to not, not be afraid to be wrong. It's, we all are yeah. sometimes I still am. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, me too. And also there's, it's okay to be wrong. It's okay to misinterpret. It's, I always say, cause we, we all say, don't we, it's like playing charades with energy, but if you were playing charades in real life, you don't go, Oh, I got a no for that. So I've ruined the entire game. You're happy to, you know, to chuck out guesses and it's part of the natural process of it, but we tie ourselves up in knots. So I love that. I love that. So I know we've kind of touched on it here, but tell us something that you wish everybody knew about mediumship. What's a misconception you'd like to break? That's a great question. Maybe that we, you know what, that we like see them that they're like, like real ghosts in front of us, um, able to just give us exact sentences and memories and all that. It really isn't like that. I have, I have never seen a spirit while giving a reading, though I'm very open to it. And I tell the spirit world that all the time. <laughs> Message me if it ever happens for you. I'll be so jealous. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, But that happens for me sometimes when I'm falling asleep or in the middle of the night. But really in a reading, it's not like they're coming and standing in front of me. It's my job to organize them in my own mind. And when people see me kind of like pointing to people or or kind of looking a certain way, um, it's really just my mind that has separated them out so that it's easier for me to talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I do that. I place them. But I'm yes. not really placing a spirit. I just know that I've got bossy grandma here and quiet grandma here. And I just know that that's how, and I label them all with ridiculous names, which is probably really offensive, but no one seems to mind too much because it just helps me get, get get all my ducks in a row how I want it. I love it. So yeah, talking about apparitions, because we know there's lots of people who've seen apparitions. What's your personal take on them? I mean, I think, okay, so I totally think they're real. I love, I have started to do this new thing. You know, where sometimes like in a doorway, you kind of see something and you turn real quick and then then it's gone. So I have this working theory that Mm -hmm. it is actually spirit and they're working with our perspective, like kind of playing with us, like, like, are you ready to see me? Um, And it's just a really easy way for them to give us a quick visual of themselves. And we can have a choice in that moment where we can either turn and say, okay, it was nothing. There's nothing there. Or what I've started to do recently is I turn and say, okay, hi, I see you for a second. I I, you're here. Thanks for coming and visit. If you have any messages for me, you're welcome to give them to me now or later when I actually have time because sometimes... I don't have time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think that's, I mean, that's the point, isn't it? I often get stuff like that when I'm busy on something else. If I'm seeking it, if I'm going, I want to see, want to see, I get absolutely zippity doodle. But if I'm busy rushing around trying to do something and my brain is elsewhere and I'm not seeking, that's when I go, who's in the doorway? And there's 
and I go oh I see you so I love that I love that I was funny I was talking to Spirit earlier because I was on a dog walk and I kept seeing this same lady everywhere I went she was somewhere and then I started for it's the first time that I really just felt like the I thought, oh God, I'm, I sound like I need to be hospitalized. But where I started to see like the breakdown of the physical and mm-hmm. I was, and I was saying to spirit, like, I just feel like the world isn't very solid right now. And, and we were talking about it and I was like, she is real. And they were like, well, what's real? And I was like, but she is a person, a physical person. And then I went, or is she a ghost? And they went, you're all ghosts and then just backed off and left me just going what just ricocheting around on this dog walk with my mind blown but it just really it's so funny that we're talking about this today when they were doing that to me earlier but exactly that it's just it's craziness really the whole thing is nuts and I love it I live for it so what about people who see um I know this is purely because you're doing your house guest podcast and I've been listening to that uncanny podcast I was telling you about so now I'm just full of questions that I wish that somebody would ask on uncanny and you're getting them all Haley. sorry about this but <laughs> what about people who see like I don't know the Victorian lady walking up the stairs or the child in the graveyard what's your take on those yeah so I think that that is just what we know of that area or that that house that specific spot and also what we expect to see. So if what if that's what our idea of spirit is and that's what we expect to see in that space and we're open enough to see it, then that's exactly what we're going to see. And then if we want to connect in with that Victorian lady, she might then show us how she decides to appear now. Maybe she's a more modern woman. Maybe she, maybe she really likes her Victorian look. Right? And so that's kind of why I think spirits first come to us in certain ways it just kind of depends on where we're at mentally and what we want well I was talking to a friend about this the other day because we were saying that when spiritualism first started everybody's spirit guide was a Native American you know silver birch running river this that and the other but of course as we have developed we are more willing to to understand that they there are other spiritual people in the world who have lived other spiritual lives and received different ways of spirit and so, yeah, I love that. You're right. It's that limited expectation. I also have been uh, thinking about stone tape theory. Have you heard of this? Which no. is like the energy of a place replays. Okay, cool. Which is why you get sometimes apparitions that are walking on a floor that no longer exists. So it looks like they're half a body and things like that. And I find that a really fascinating concept too, especially when I'm on dog walks and I feel like the physical nature of the earth is breaking down before my very eyes. Um, But that kind of idea that we can leave an energy behind that isn't a spirit, that isn't um, the intelligence of the spirit world, but is just replaying the same thing. And I find that a fascinating concept. Oh, me too. I have a friend in Charleston who actually, like, I feel like houses can retain energy and memories. Yeah. And so and it freaks her out and I've talked to her about it, but I have a friend in Charleston who at night will hear um, a horse's hoof kind of brushing up against the porch, like kicking the porch a little bit. And it used to be like an, uh, you know, it's kind of, she lives in like a carriage house behind a house. And so her house would have been used as the place where you tie up your horse. Yeah. Um, so she hears that every once in a while. And I just think, well, I just think your house has memory and maybe enjoyed having that role for such a long time. 
I love it. See, that's there's so much we don't know. There's so much more to. So have you, I know you obviously you live in this very historic, rich place with you know huge amounts of things that have happened. What experiences have you had? Have you had any? Yeah, sure. I mean, you know what though? I'm trying to think if I I mean I have some at home oh, in my yeah. own house. Um, I'm not from Charleston. <laughs> I think since I've had kids, I've been like, all right, you got to let me sleep. Yeah, for sure. I will say, so I had one when I was in, one of my more prominent ones was when I was in college at, in Boulder in Colorado. And I was a freshman in college and I was really, really sick. And my older sister said, get out of the dorms and come stay at my place for the night. And I was doing better, but I'd fallen asleep and I have really bad eyesight. So when I take my contacts out, it's like everything's super blurry. Same. Um, yep. <laughs> super, super bad. And so, you know, of course I'd taken my contacts out. I was asleep in her bed and she went to go stay at a friend's house. And in the middle of the night, she walks into the room And she sits on the edge of my bed and I kind of sit up and I'm staring at her like, are you okay? Do you want me to scoot over? And she's like, no, no, it's okay, honey. Go back to bed. And so I go back to sleep and then I wake up the next morning and my sister comes into the room again, or so I think, and she's wearing something totally different. I'm like, when did you have time to change clothes or were you already here? And she said, what are you talking about? I said, well, last night you came, you came in the middle of the night. Where'd you go? And she's like, I was not here and she said, what was what was this person wearing and I told her I was like well she's wearing this white shirt and these bell-bottom jeans which was so bizarre to me and my sister said that wasn't me but that is um Mary they called her Mary though that's not her real name we found out later um they just called her the ghost Mary and she occasionally visits some of the girls in that house oh she's all loving and she came to look after you because you were poorly Yes. And then a few years later, I actually was staying in the same house and I was in the same room. And it's one of those rooms where two people sleep in there. And I had a roommate and I moved in first and it was a week until my roommate came and it was all quiet. And then my roommate came and every single night, it sounded like she was unpacking and repacking drawers and was so, so noisy. And after the fifth night, I woke up in the morning and I said, Jen, I love you, but you've got to stop organizing your stuff in the middle of the night. It's waking me up. And she said, no, you've got to stop organizing stuff in the middle of the night. You're waking me up. And we just had this aha moment. of, Oh my gosh, it's, we think it's Mary. And then after that night, nothing. We didn't I wonder what anything. she was doing. I think she was like, you're back. I'm just going to kind of play with yeah, your Yeah, let you know. We've got, um. so my friend who got me into all of this stuff, we've got the, the Baptist preacher in who walks around this house who used to live here. And he's got really strong opinions about uh, where we have furniture. And you can feel his displeasure if he if it's not where he thinks it should be. And I have to say, look, mate, you've been dead a hundred years <laughs> it's my home now I've got a very big mortgage for this house I will I will put my furniture where I want it but he does make it known it's really funny I love mm. it I love it oh amazing so what's next for you you've obviously got your podcast where are you setting your sights next on your journey 
Well, I'd love to do more larger group readings. I do kind of some like eight-ish, eight-ish people group readings right now. And so I'm really trying to put myself out there more and do more group readings and larger group readings. I get a lot of energy from doing one-on-one readings uh, for sure as well, but I get a lot of energy just from doing the work that I do. So I'm trying to be more brave, putting myself out there a little bit more. You just have to book a venue and just do it. That's what yeah. I always do. I book it on an impulse. Everyone always says to me, "Why are you? So, how are you so brave?" And I'm like, "I'm not brave. I just have a funny five minutes, and I book a venue. And then once I've booked it, I've got to sell the tickets because I've got to make it worth booking it. I've booked it now, and that is honestly the way I do it. So just book somewhere, find somewhere, and get started. I love platform. I love audience readings. You will love it. So good. Oh, thank you. I love that piece of advice. And that's so true. It's like, I have this little note in my phone and I've had it for a few years now and every day it just pops up and it says, go a little bit outside of your depth. And it's just like this reminder of that's right. Like I can take one more step. I can. And I think yeah. to the spirit world, as long as you're taking steps, the ball is going to keep rolling. For sure. And any, anything that anyone wants to do in life. Amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming on and talking to us. It's been really fascinating. Sorry that I just hit you so hard with all the ghost stuff, but I was, I'm just so interested with your house guest stuff. It sounds amazing. Can't wait to listen. And thank you for sharing your story with us. Yeah, I love it. And hopefully we'll get you on sometime soon too. And and that will be like a really fun conversation. And we can talk more about ghosts. Yeah, excellent. I better do some study then. Amazing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, 
getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.